Live on the Free Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. Rikini Sergeant, Paging Doctor Deucebag, Crash Gladys, Getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the freaks. Coming off free. Well, Harvick dominates some tracks, but not sure he dominates like this. He wins Saturday and Sunday in the cup race. A back-to-back, okay, a doubleheader at Michigan International Speedway. The first big boy cup series driver to do that since Richard Petty in 1971. Kevin Harvick, back-to-back wins. The first time since Richard Petty. In 1971. Statman, I know you've picked yourself back up there, my friend, because mentioning Richard Petty and Kevin Harvick in the same breath is sacrilege to a young man like you. Just a minute. I got my attorney on hold. I'm getting ready to sue for even putting those two names in the same thought, much less the same sentence. That's just, that's unconscionable. You're serious. Yeah. Nobody has won back-to-back since 1971. What? You're kidding. Harvick is the first driver to win cup races on back-to-back days. Oh, days. Yeah, Not back-to-back races. No, oh, back-to-back my back-to-back days. What the what? Okay. Back when Richard Petty would run 206 races a year. <laughs> He'd run back-to-back in one day. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> So Kevin Harvick wins yesterday. He wins today. Denny Hamlin uh, chasing after his happy ass about, what did I see, .093 seconds, the second closest margin of victory in track history at Michigan International Speedway. How you guys doing tonight? Big show for you. Angel Sampay, her first win. Is that right, Crasher, since 2016? Yeah. We have a lot of firsts going on tonight. In first time in a while. So, yes, first win since 2016. Angel Sampay, NHRA Pro Stock Champion, many times over. She's got herself 43 wins now, is it? Yes. 43 wins. Uh, she did it at Indy today. Pro Stock Motorcycle winner, Angel Sampay. She'll be here. Uh, Robin Miller, insider from Racer Magazine, racermagazine.com. Uh, IndyCar insider Robin Miller will be here. Uh, freaking Funnies with Desiree Birch. She is the narrator for Too Hot to Handle, one of the most popular shows on Netflix. And she lives in London and has some Formula One insight that she'll bring to the Freak Nation coming up. And flat tracker Bugs Pearson will join us here, the Freaks. Yeah, Sturgis is going off right about now, getting a lot of media attention. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Nine races or seven races in nine days? Insane. Insane. Hey, that's Richard Petty style racing, man. That, that, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, I'm cool with the racing going off, but ooh, the numbers in Sturgis are a little frightening. Uh, Stat man, have you seen the news that it may come down tomorrow that the Big Ten will be saying no football in the fall? I haven't seen that. I did see last week that they moved the Michigan game from the end of November to the end of October. And even the deer came and knocked on the doors and, hey, 
What's this about? You can't be moving that game. How are they going to watch it on TV if it's on the wrong weekend? Well, uh, they might as well move it to Abu Dhabi because according to very reliable college football sources, okay, blue check marks next to their name on Twitter, uh, <laughs> the Big Ten will be announcing tomorrow or by Tuesday that there will be no fall sports moving forward. Pac-12 and is it Big 12 have meetings scheduled for Tuesday and the SEC has a meeting scheduled for Thursday. But of course, any of that could be moved up because apparently there are lots of phone calls going on as we speak Mm -hmm. right now in order to make a more cohesive P5 Power 5 announcement instead of just the Big 10 going at it alone, even though the Big 10 was the first one to say we're going conference only. And again, I'm constantly reminded when we start talking about Big Ten that Rutgers and Maryland are in the Big Ten. Did I remind you that those two teams are in the Big Ten, Statman, you Ohio State fan? Oh no, that's we gotta have we gotta play them. Those are I don't wanna say they're uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're in the Big Ten. <laughs> they're there for basketball. No. <laughs> yeah. No, they're there for access to New York City. That's what they're there for. New York City and Washington, D.C. That's how the Big Ten got uh, a presence on the East Coast where they could recruit uh, people from the East Coast. That's the only reason those two teams belong in the Atlantic Coast Conference, not in the Big Ten. Yeah, nothing says quite like the Southwest Conference and the Big 12 like West Virginia. Uh, Freak Nation, coming up, (laughs) Robin Miller from Racer Magazine. But first, let's reset with some affiliates and get back at it with Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you, affiliates, for joining in on this big old party. 20 years of Speed Freaks. Coming up, Robin Miller from Racer Magazine, Racer Magazine, Racer.com. The latest from the IndyCar Series and the Indy 500. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. you got a big fat truck, big old SUV. Roll on General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks. Crasher? Well, NASCAR raced in both Michigan and Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin this weekend. Let's go first to the land of cheese and brats, where the Xfinity Series had a pretty tough day. Starting on slicks, then restarting, yes, restarting on wet tires after a 90-minute lightning and rain delay, then finishing back on slicks. But through it all, Austin Sindrick was the class of the field, and he held off A.J. Allmendinger by just 1.3 seconds at the stripe. Michigan International Speedway featured the Truck Series on Friday with a double overtime finish and Zane Smith pulling the last lap pass on his buddy Christian Eckes to take his first ever truck win in the series. Then the Cup Series ran a doubleheader, and that was just plain dominated and swept by the number four of Kevin Harvick. And, oh, yes, the ARCA Series raced on the two-mile oval where, finally, for the first time in any NASCAR-sanctioned event since 2017, Riley Herbst claimed the checkered flag. The NHRA was back in Indy for their Indy 3 event of their NHRA is back tour. And there were some emotional winners to boot. In top fuel, it was almost like old hack for Steve Torrance as he claimed the Wally. But in funny car, Ron Caps finally got the monkey off his back to snag a win at Indy. It might not be the big go, but a win at Indy is a win at Indy. Jake Coughlin beat Troy Coughlin in the finals in pro stock. 
and Angel Sampay drove her, yes, this is for you, Suave, Harley Quinn to victory lane with a near-perfect reaction time after battling clutch issues at the starting line. What? Yeah, Angel's going to join us in about 30 minutes to discuss just that. F1 raced their 70th anniversary GP at Silverstone. Max Verstappen just plain had the better tire combos and strategy, propelling him to victory over the Mercedes team. Comfortably, I might add, as well. Up next, stock cars and sports cars head to Daytona's road course. Well, finally, finally, practice starts this week, Wednesday, for the rescheduled running of the 104th Indy 500, which it was announced on Tuesday would be run for the first time ever with no fans. Yep, just about sums up 2020. Robin Miller on to talk with us about just that next in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, you're everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Freak Nation, it's called No Kid Hungry, and that's what our friends at Lucas Oil would like to see happen during these times. No kid goes hungry. Many kids who got meals from their schools no longer have access due to school closures. So Lucas Oil is donating a meal every time the No Kid Hungry post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is shared, along with the hashtag Lucas Oil Family. So go to the Lucas Oil social media pages, click share or retweet, and include the hashtag Lucas Oil Family, and Lucas Oil will donate a meal to No Kid Hungry. Got it? Let's do this. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. I can't say it enough. You got performance issues? I'm talking about your engine. Lucas Oil. They can yank up your horsepower a few degrees if need be. Lucas Oil fuel treatment. Give you some added mileage. The exterior of your car, they got that covered too. Lucas Oil tire and trim shine. A line of products to keep your ride on the road. Freak Nation, go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. We've been doing this for 20 years. This guy, uh, he's been doing a lot longer than that. Good to get him back in the Freak Nation. Robin Miller from Racer, Racer.com. And Robin, is it true they're going to be taking some of your money to help pay for the uh, the Indy 500 uh, purse out there? Is that true? <laughs> yeah, they're going to take my 401k. I gave it to them yesterday. Well <laughs> done, sir. That a boy. But, yeah, sh- but, but, go but, ahead. What's funny is I do a mailbag every week, and, and what, uh, some fans are really – race fans just crack me up sometimes. They can be the most sincere, giving people, and sometimes they can be the biggest bunch of eggheads. But this guy called, wrote in this week and said, I'd like to send Roger Penske $100 for the purse. And I just said, sir, that's a very nice gesture, but just go give give $50 to charity and use $50 and buy uh, NBC Gold Pass so you can watch practice and qualifying at Indy. That's that's, 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 that's my suggestion. But uh, I was talking to Bobby Rahal today for a story I'm doing tomorrow. And we we're just talking about, you know, there's everybody has an opinion about what we should do or what we shouldn't do. And I don't think anybody can imagine, Kenny, how many, how much money Rogers already spent this year on just keeping IndyCar on the track. And he's not going to make a penny on the Indy 500, which is one of the great cash cows in sports. So, you know, I asked Ray Hall, I said, you know, all these people said, oh, they ought to just cancel the race. And Ray Hall said, well, that would just be, if they canceled the Indy 500, even though there's not going to be fans, he said, we would, everybody would lose so much sponsorship money, it would be devastating, which is, I, I, I totally, I understand and I agree. And I think, you know, it's going to be tough with nobody in the grandstands, but it's probably going to be a hell of a race like it's been for the last decade. Yeah, I don't understand the pleas from fans to cancel the race. So many sports are running now without fans or with very little fans. It's the best we can do in this pandemic. It makes no sense to me to not have it race at all. Well, first they were pissed off because it got moved. Then they were pissed off because it was only going to be 50%. Then they were pissed off because it was only going to be 25%. Then they were pissed off when there was going to be anybody. And now they're just like, well, we we shouldn't have it. And you're thinking... I, I guess the key is you guys have been around. You know exactly how sponsorship and things work. And like Ray Hall said, he said, you know, if Roger had come up with double headers, uh, we'd have lost a, b- a bunch of money on sponsorships. If we, he said, if we can somehow pull fourteen races out of our butt this year, that's out of seven, out of the schedule seventeen. He goes, it's phenomenal. I mean, it, it's beyond what anybody could think. And I don't think anybody wants to think about what IndyCar would look like. If the captain hadn't hadn't bought it last January in the Indianapolis Motor oh, yeah. Speedway, because he's he's uh, <laughs> there's nobody in his league in the 51 years I've been doing this that has the brain power and the clout and the vision that that guy does. 
Robin Miller joining us in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And you brought up that Robin, or excuse me, that Roger has already spent millions. He spent at least 15 million, if I'm, if I understand correctly, on the track, Indianapolis Motor Speedway alone. Can you fill people in on other places where he has spent money to keep the series and that track alive, such as renting out the Iowa Speedway, which I was not aware of? Oh, yeah. They rented out Iowa for the doubleheader, and he's probably going to end up buying it just to keep it on the schedule next year. Then you, you gave it, you gave Texas a free race because they had no fans. And, and, and Eddie Gossage, you know, I mean, you can't blame Eddie. I mean, he's like, look, you can have a race here, but, you know, we ain't paying for it. And I think you're, you're going to see Mid-Ohio, if it becomes a doubleheader, that's not going to have, you know, IndyCar will be the co-promoter there. They were the co-promoter for the doubleheader at Road America. And remember, in all these races, IndyCar didn't get any sanction fee, I don't think. Or if they did, it was very, very, very small. So he got no sanction fee. The only TV money Roger gets is, is from NBC for the Indy 500. And obviously, it, it pales in comparison to what NASCAR gets on a regular basis. So his layout, when you think about the races that he's promoted and uh, keeping the leader circle going, I mean, Indy, and the, the, the $50 million I mean, that's, I think that's really being conservative. I think the $50 million that Indy would gross during the month of May, well, you took, you know, $25 million of that went to the leader circle. So, I mean, Roger's going to have to make, he's making up the Indy 500 first, the leader circle. He's the promoter of, 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 of at least half the races. And, you know, I mean, people said, well, he's a billionaire. Well, he was a billionaire six months ago. I'm not sure he still is now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Robin Miller, man, it's good to have you in the Freak Nation again. Let me ask you something very serious here. Does it hurt the brand of IndyCar if it's run out of Roger Penske's bank book? No, God no. Because you know what's going to happen is he's so connected, and you know he's, he's got businesses all over the world. I mean, he'll. I think he'll find. A, a major big time title sponsor, maybe not, but let's give him a couple of years. And I, I think the biggest regret we all have, and I, I say this to him every time I talk to him, why couldn't you be 53 instead of 83? <laughs> if he had 30 years to put this thing back on, I mean, you know, he, the guy just, uh, uh, he, he, I just think he understands, look, there's nobody else out there. There's no, there's, there's, there was another group that was trying to that was bidding for the Indianapolis Speedway, and they dropped out when the price got to a certain level. So I was told, but nobody cares about it like he does. I mean, you know, I mean, he called me at midnight the other night, and you know, he, he's, I, you know, shouldn't you be asleep? Because I'll sleep from two to six. That I get my four hours. Don't worry about that. And he said, "Don't you worry about my sleep." And I, and he, he was just saying, uh, basically, I said, "Roger, I, when you announced, we did a story like." seven weeks ago and he said we're not going to have the Indy 500 without fans well something major went down here in the last week and I don't Ray Hall and I were talking today I I don't think it was Roger's decision so because I said to him the other night I said you took one for the team didn't you and he goes well that's nice of you to say because I think I took one for a lot of people so whatever it was the the local government the IU health people that just whatever I mean he 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 backed off of his stance because I think we could I we could have put 60,000 people at IMS easy and kept them apart. And, you know, I think it would have been fine, but you know, he, he, uh, he went ahead and, and, and pulled the plug on it. So I said, well, you got to tell me the story someday. So yeah, maybe someday I'll tell you the whole story. So we'll see. <laughs> 
Well, the IU Health article that came out a couple weeks ago in which they were pretty much condemning running the Indy 500 with any sort of fan base. How true were the rumors of the medical staff with IU Health, which actually supplies all the EMTs and, of course, the infield care center, et cetera? How true were the rumors that they were going to plan a boycott if they went ahead and ran it with fans? Well, that, you just told me something. I had not heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because Here's what's amazing. They have this party every year, the Rev Party, and a lot of the proceeds go to IU Health. Hmm, that's interesting. So then you turned around and 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 pretty much told the Speedway, you know, you can't have it. Here's the thing: Roger Penske and Mark Miles and Bowles, they've all, they, you know, they spent they spent more time downtown talking to politicians and government people. I mean, you know, Roger doesn't do anything half-assed. You guys know that. And he, this wasn't something he blindly went into and threw it like throwing darts at a board. He, he thought this thing out. I mean, he didn't have anybody at the brickyard because he didn't want to do anything that could screw up the Indy 500 from having people. So whatever it was, uh, yeah, that, that, that could be, I mean, there's a possibility. Chris, what you just said, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just, I don't doubt that a bit. I mean, you know, they probably felt pretty strongly, but I just think, you know, you can always find people to come in and, and help on race day. I mean, it, it, you could probably still have the race. It's just that, I think so many people were excited because it was going to be the biggest sporting crowd of the year, it looks like. And, you know, it's going to be pretty unusual to see the Indy 500 with no with no fans. I mean, no interaction. And, you know, I was talking to A.J. Floyd a little while ago, and he said, you know, I said, what do you think? He said, well, I just hope. He goes, I only the only person I care about at the end during the month of May, I said, August, A.J. He goes, yeah, well, the month of August is Parnelli. He goes, I don't give a hell if nobody shows up. And I said, yes, you do. Because, you know, he's always saying, I don't, people are always bothering me. Leave me alone. I said, oh, you love the fact they know who you are and they want your autograph, you old bottle. So he's, uh, he, the good thing about Floyd is he's, he's, he, he sounds great and he's going to be at Indy start. He's going to be here Wednesday and stay for the whole time. But it's the 65th straight year he's been at the Indianapolis 500 kids, 65 wow. years in a row. Robin Miller's in the Freak Nation. Robin, let me throw another, uh, some more speculation on the fire here. I was reading a story this week about Honda offering to help a third manufacturer get ready to be an engine sponsor in IndyCar. I didn't see anything about Chevrolet in that story. I look up Chevrolet in the financial news, and they're in deep trouble. Is there a chance? Have you heard anything about maybe Chevrolet uh, giving some notice that maybe they're uh, not interested in racing anymore? I haven't heard it. And, and I know that Honda and Chevrolet were both kind of waiting to see if they get a third manufacturer, then they'll, you know, because IndyCar would like to see them sign a five-year extension of their contract. I think that's the year, I think that's the length of what they're looking for. Um, you know, I, I I, I don't know enough about the inner workings of Detroit to know if there's any validity to it or not. But you know, you always wonder. I mean, you 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 watch a NASCAR race, and you and in the ratings, you know, there's four or five million people watch it, and, and you watch an IndyCar race, and there's six hundred thousand to one point one million. And you know, Chevrolet and Honda spend a lot of money, and um, so far, I think Roger, being you know, he he's the one who got Chevrolet back in it, and he's still on some of Ilmore. And I think he's. I think Ferrari must really be a serious player because he's he's been helping the negotiations for that. So, uh, you know, it would figure, wouldn't it? Have, watch, they'll get Ferrari and then they'll lose Chevy. 
No, hopefully not. <laughs> but if you if, if you go if you had three engine manufacturers, you know, you know, th- three strong engine manufacturers, they could each have seven or eight cars. It'd be pretty sweet, and get the new guy a, a, a one or two big teams and bring more money in the series. That's what it needs right now. You know, I mean, the the purses are terrible. I'm not talking about Indy. I'm just talking about the the, the, the you know the purses to win an Indy car race are just they're laughable, and um, you know. The leader circle keeps a lot of guys going, and 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 I think you know Ray Hall told me today. I think they have 27 sponsors for their two cars for the year, and they you know they were changing they were changing out paint schemes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when they had the double headers because they have you know got to take care of everybody. It's just what worries me next year is how many sponsors are going to be able to answer the bell and come back uh, that had to lay people off or lost part of their percentage of their business. I think next year is going to be such a challenge. And if there's anybody that's probably up to it, it's RP. Thank goodness. Robin Miller, before we let you go, something that you just brought up about how the purses are not, not worth much. And this is something that I always was questioning in Supercross. It just doesn't make any sense with a series that looks to be healthy. Ratings are on the upward side. Let's take COVID out of this for right now. Sponsors, new sponsors seem to be signing. Yes, of course, next year might be strange, but it just doesn't seem to add up that the winner's purse just doesn't pay what it looks to be glamorously on television. Well, I mean, when the when the winning team uh, cleans house and gets thirty five thousand dollars in two thousand twenty, and Insane. you think about AJ. Then you think about AJ Foyt winning the Hoosier Hundred in 1965 and making nineteen thousand dollars and change. It's you know it. You just that, that's why I mean Roger was going to make the Indy 500 purse up. He, he was putting two million dollars into it to bump it up to fifteen million. And I think he knows it. It would really, really be great to get twenty million someday. Pay five million to win. So the ancillary stuff, all the other purses. I mean, you know, you look at. Look at the crowds at Iowa or Texas, and you know, and I'm, before this, I mean, there was nobody there. You go to Road America, and you feel like it's a big event. You go to Mid Ohio, Long Beach. There are four or five places where, what you say, you go to a race, and you're like, "Damn, this is a big deal." It's just that there are not enough. I don't know. There's just there's just not enough money out there right now. I think to, to try and rectify things and 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 make the first go. That's why I'm hopeful Roger will find a major title sponsor. And, and one of the things they can do is put money in the first. Cause we always thought, you know, when cart got FedEx, Oh, it's going to take them to the moon. This is going to be the you know, FedEx didn't spend, they didn't spend anything. And then, you know, we've had IZOD and pet boys and different, different Manny Mo and no Jack. That was my favorite sponsor, Manny Mo and no Jack. Remember them? <laughs> so I just say, uh, it's, a, it's, Right now, I think all of auto racing, not just IndyCar, all of auto racing right. is going to be such a challenge to keep on the track next year and to yep. find money. And uh, the best thing IndyCar's got going for it is its competition. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, there's 12, 13, 14 guys who win the Indy 500. And yeah, I know Penske and Ganassi win most of them. But I mean, you know, Connor Daly wins the pole at Iowa. And I think Graham Ray Hall and, and is going to be tough in Indy. And I, and I think, uh, I, I just think, Ed Carpenter's team is going to be, you know, there's always a chance in Indy, and the racing's been so good the last five years. You're thinking, okay, how do we turn this great racing into something that's financially more viable? And I think that's, that's going to be the, that's the key. And you, thankfully, like you said, you got Roger. Mm-hmm. 
Roger Miller, hell of an insider for Robin. Indy. Ro- Ro- Roger Miller, yeah, hell, hell of a guitar go. player and singer back in the day. Robin <laughs> Miller here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Robin, it's always greatness. Thank you for the insight and being a part of 20 years of Speed Freaks, bud. Well, I'm glad you guys are still kicking. Steve Jones mm-hmm. to tell you guys hello. And uh, <laughs> Anthony Joseph Boyd said, I said, hey, you're, you're 85 years old now. I said, uh, I said, you know, you might have to just use a cane or a walker to get around at the speedway because, you know, I mean, you're, oh, bullshit. I'm not going to wear it. I'm not using no cane or no walker. I'm walking like a man. So it's good to know the king is still alive and kicking. Go, AJ. There it is. Robin, thanks for staying up late, buddy. Hey, thanks, gang. See you. You got it. Robin Miller, IndyCar Insider here in the Freak Nation. Come on up in a moment, your stat man, Scat. Bring him back a name that we haven't heard from quite a while, from drag racing. And next weekend, Sunday, is appointment TV for me. How about you? It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Many memories in 20 years of freakdom. One is meeting Gary Selzy outside his motorhome. He was grilling for all comers, and that included the freaks. So Selzy fed me, and that's not forgotten easily. But there's another reason not to forget the four-time NHRA champion. We had a chance to watch his newborn son, Giovanni, grow up and become a more than competent driver. He's now moved to stock cars with Bill McAnally Racing. The 18-year-old this week finished a career best third in the Arca West race outside Seattle Friday night. Takes me back to a night at Irwindale when Giovanni was racing a Ford Midget Sprinter, I think. He won the race and I was calling Gary to let him know. But he was trying to rush me off the phone because he wanted to know how Giovanni did. Once he figured out the reason for my call, Gary became a proud dad. It was almost, almost speechless. Still a Selzy in a stock car doesn't make sense. Should be a funny car. But a Giovanni in a cup car would be great to hear. Here's hoping. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. Freak Nation, General Tire is the way to go, man. A lot of trucks on this planet, a lot of trucks here in the lower 48. Why don't you get yourself some General Tires on that bad boy? Got a big old fat F-250, about a big old diesel-powered Ram, or Ram-powered diesel. Regardless, roll with General Tires, GeneralTire.com. And arguably, in the mountains, Mm -hmm. don't do what we did in which we were running on these massive dirt roads with mm-hmm. uh, some pretty good potholes all over the place on Continental tires. No, no, no. That's a job for General, even though okay. the Conti's got us through. Sure did. Got us through. Yep. Had to replace a few fillings. Yep, there right, were some right. potholes up in there. Uh, Man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, next week, the road course at Daytona, no qualifying, no practice, you just, as Statman has been saying for 20 years, grabbing gears and hoping you make it through turn one in Daytona. There's going, let me say that again. NASCAR Cup Series has never run on the road course at Daytona. They're going to get zero practice, Statman, and zero qualifying. It's going to be drop the green and go next Sunday at 3 o'clock Eastern. It'll be fine in turn one, 1A, and turn two, 
But turn three, when they got to make that hairpin right, that's going to be laughable. There's half the half the field might disappear on that infield right turn, that hairpin. That's going to be laughable. And that's when Kenny and I will then argue for who gets TV rights in our household because I'm going to be screaming for the TV for qualifications for the Indy 500. Ah. So, yeah. Well, uh, the good news is, Crash, that uh, we've got a couple of TVs in this house. Oh, we and, do? and if you want to watch something other than me, you can just pull up your damn phone or your snappy computer and watch it on there as well because uh, we cut the cable a long damn time ago. Thank you, Hulu. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. So when this whole thing went down with the Indy 500 not running with fans this past Tuesday, somebody made a comment on my post on Facebook saying, well, now I'm not going to get a chance to watch it because it's on NBC and I cut the cord, so I have no way of watching it. And I'm like, he goes, I do any, I all I do is streaming. And I'm like, huh, hmm. Hulu is a streaming service and it includes your local channels. Get it, dude. I just, do people not understand that? Uh, what are you saying, Crash? That some people don't understand that? <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, yes. I, I asked you because over the last 640 years, even though it's only been running just over 100, that will Indianapolis actually be able to watch the 500 this this year because they they black it out every year. And everybody's going to get it live, yes. yes. Damn. What? That mentality. Uh, well, other no. sports, football does it too. Not like this. No. Not like this. All right, Freak Nation. Her name is Angel Sampay. Her first win since 2016. Incredible. NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle Champion over and over and over and over and over. 43 wins. Huge win for her today in Indianapolis. Angel, Angel Sampay next. Speed Freaks Pit down to Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. 
It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod squad and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com that's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Whole studios, Freak Nation, been doing it for 20 years. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. It's loud as hell right now, and we're not at the party. Angel Sampay, your pro stock motorcycle winner from the NHRA and the Indy Nationals, or well, Indianapolis. Where the hell are you, Angel? <laughs> I'm at Boulder Creek in Indianapolis. This is our favorite place to come to when we win, and fortunately, it's because of me this time and not Andrew or Eddie. So I'm just so excited to be here. My breath rate finally slowed down. My heart was about to pounce out of my chest, but oh, I just can't believe we got it done. Well, it's and, your... and, 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 and in awesome fashion with lots of drama. Angel Sampe, Pro Stock Motorcycle winner from NHRA in Indianapolis, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you talk about that drama. Well, you haven't won in about four years. Uh, run us through this drama of the starting line and how you got this win. Yeah, my last win was in New Jersey in 2016. So, and you know, I've been looking for one ever since. And I joined the Harley Davidson team, and I thought I was going to get several of them, but I struggled so bad last year of just trying to learn how to ride that motorcycle. And then, you know, I, I got to a point where I'm finally used to the motorcycle, but then things just weren't, the stars weren't lining up for me. And today, I kept telling myself, it's your day, it's your day, it, it's your day. I mean, no matter what happens, it's going to be your day. And then we get up to the finals and um, I had the clutch in. I'm rolling through the burnout box. And when I released the clutch to put my bike in third gear, the clutch stayed in. It didn't, it didn't release. And I was like, my clutch is broken. And I started screaming for Andrew. He's my crew chief, Andrew Hines. And so he comes running up and something happened in the linkage of the clutch. It was broken or hung up or something. I don't, they had to take the whole cable out and, not only on the on the handlebars, but also on the bottom linkage on the bottom right side of the bike. They had to undo all that, and it felt like it took forever, and I just tried to remain calm. And then when they finally got it fixed, I started my burnout. But if, 
in the in the midst of all this excitement, I forgot to put the bike in gear. So um, <laughs> I popped the clutch, and I'm in neutral, and I'm and I'm thinking it's not fixed, it's not fixed. And he's like, "Yes, it is. You just didn't put it in gear." So then they put it in gear for me, and I do the burnout, and I'm thinking. You know, I, I don't know if it's fixed. I don't know if they're just telling me to be calm and it's okay. So I, there's no telling what's going to happen. And then I get up there and I pop the clutch and a 001 comes up, mm. which all I can say is thank you, Jesus, that it was on the green side. <laughs> and <laughs> it made a perfect straight run. I shifted on time. All my shifts were great. And that wind light came on and I lost it. I mean, just like every other 42 wins, I cried like a baby and felt like it was the first one ever. Well, okay, let's talk about emotions for a second. Ron Caps got emotional with his win. Did he really? In India awesome. as well. Yes. I'm so glad. So what is it about Indy? This isn't the U.S. Nationals, but that is coming up. But Indy itself, regardless, just means more than anything to you guys. Why? I, you know, for me, I don't know if it was Indy. Of course, yes, it has something to do with it. I think this, this, this whole year has been yes. so rough and so depressing. And I just, you can't possibly know how bad I want to race and even more how I want to win it, it, it's it's almost like bad how bad it's like unhealthy how bad I want it and I haven't been able to race I mean I'm we're in August and this is only my second race and it, it's been the roughest year and I you know I came off of a bad year trying to learn how to ride the bike and then I was so ready to start this year because I just knew I could do it I finally got it and then coronavirus hits and they won't let us race and so to finally be out here, just the excitement of being on the racetrack was already huge. And then to be able to get the win, I, I just lost it. You know, I, I think that's probably, you know, might be what happened to Ron as well. And it's kind of funny you say that because I remember when Ron won a championship and he was giving his speech and he started crying and he made fun of me. He said, see on Joe, you know, I cried too. I was like, everybody makes fun of my crying. <laughs> but it's just, it's passion. It's passion and desire and and love for the sport. It's, I live for this. I truly, truly live to race and to win. Well, part of your passion, Angel Senpei joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night after a win at Indy 3. Absolutely amazing. Part of your passion goes back to your very strong, not only work ethic on the motorcycle, but your work ethic in the gym. It's insane how hard you work in order to keep yourself physically fit on these bikes as well. So that team and that camaraderie you have, that propels you to where you are today as well. I do. And thank you so much for saying that and for noticing because I'm really hard on myself at home, you know, trying to be better every day. I want to be better. I want to be healthier. I wish I could be younger. You know, I'm getting older. I was actually <laughs> my 50th birthday on Friday. That's so right. Eddie right. Craywick, my, my teammate, he's a, he's a jerk. He gives me a walking cane for my birthday <laughs> present. So he's lucky I haven't hit him in the head with it yet, but it's coming. It's going to happen this year. But so, you know, I'm, 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 looking at the age and every day I step on the scale and I want to stay light and I want to stay strong. And I, I'm at the gym. Even my husband says, you don't have to go to the gym every day. I'm like, yes, I do. I go to the gym every day. I go to the gym twice a day. Sometimes I go to the gym three times a day because I have to be better in every way that I can possibly be better. And so that's what I'm talking about. Passion, determination, whatever I have to do to be successful, I'm going to do it. So, Angel, I know things are completely different now with COVID-19 and sports, but did you take that amazing good luck charm known as a walking cane for your 50th birthday and walk it up to victory lane and say, this is what kicked y'all's ass? 
Yeah, I told him, I said, whatever we did this weekend, we cannot change anything. You know, we we had a, one of our crew guys, Mike, um, he's actually the one that built my motorcycle. He was not feeling good this morning or this weekend, so he stayed home to keep us all safe. And he wasn't here, so I'm like, oh, maybe I have to keep Mike home every weekend. So I feel like we, got, we can't change anything. we got to do everything the same, but I know it's not bad. I mean, I miss Mike. I wish he would have been here this weekend. But, man, it, it, it's such a good feeling. And I, I also made a comment at the winner's, I mean, at the end of the racetrack that I don't, I just don't understand when people win, how they can stay so calm and how it doesn't, you know, there's some people that just, it doesn't seem as exciting as it is for me. And for me, the the 43rd win was just as great as the first one. I'm just as as emotional. I just, I hope people understand because I'm, I'm not a drama queen. I'm just an emotional person who wants this more than anything. Angel Sampe is in the Speed Freaks pits, winner today at Indianapolis Pro Stock Motorcycle on her birthday. Angel, we've been doing this for 20 years, but it still doesn't sound right to have Andrew Hines and Angel Sampe working together. Yeah, he works on my motorcycle. He tunes it up. He had to tune my bike for me to race him <laughs> in the what, second round. Yeah, so he was doing the tune-up calls. And he had to get in the other lane against me. And I had every, every bit of confidence that he was going to give me the best bike he could. And, and he did. I outran him. Um, we both had, you know, not so great reaction times. But fortunately, mine was a little better and my wind light came on. And then he just, you got to give him some props. You know, he, he, he loses the round, but he gets back to the trailer and he starts digging to make my bike faster and faster and faster. So, I mean, what an awesome teammate, crew chief team you know he he runs the whole team at the races i can't say enough about them i'm blessed to be with these guys they're more than i ever thought and i always knew they were fantastic but now that i'm on the inside of the fence it's just unbelievable what they're capable of and how calm they are and how professional they are i'm I'm, this is the blessing of my whole career you know i'm going to end it with this team and i'm definitely ending it on top i hope it's not anytime soon but when it when it's over it's going to be the best way ever Angel, you're the winningest female in racing history, but it still doesn't sound right to hear you talk about learning how to ride this Harley Davidson. You had enormous success in racing on a Suzuki. Now you tell us you need to learn how to ride all over again. It was a huge difference. Um, well, first of all, the worst part of it all was the intimidation factor, you know, because I've been racing against these Harleys for so long. And when you don't know anything about them other than how badass they are, all you think is that this is a rocket ship, you know, that I can't do anything wrong. No matter what I do, I'm going to win because the spike is so badass. And that's not the case. Eddie and Andrew get every bit of horsepower out of those motorcycles. They're they're hard to ride. They are, they are badass and they are awesome, but they are hard to ride. They want perfection where in other motorcycles you can, you can mess up a little bit and it's, it's okay. Um, the Suzuki was, you had to have a lot of finesse. You know, you can't be jumping around on the motorcycle, but the aerodynamics of the body that I was on was so awesome. It was like you were inside of a car. You didn't get hit by all the wind. And then the Buell, it was a little forgiving, you know, a bigger guy, a young, a smaller girl. It didn't matter who was on it. The bike just didn't care. They run well. And now those new Buell bodies are amazingly aerodynamic. And, you know, I think they have a huge, a huge advantage over us. And I get on this Harley Davidson that has this little tiny windshield and all this wind is hitting me and the torque is unbelievable. It pulls from the bottom of the gear to the top of the gear. And I hadn't experienced that kind of torque before. And so the intimidation factor of it being a Harley, 
the difference in the wind hitting me all over my shoulders and my hands and my arms. It was so distracting and I was scared to move off the bike to correct it. And I, I literally became afraid to ride and I've never felt that way in my whole career. And I had to overcome the fear and learn the motorcycle and it took the entire season but I finally got it at the end of the season and then um just like you said I jumped back into the gym and I got myself stronger and came out at the beginning of this year more ready than I've ever been in my whole career and then they told us to go home and wait so it's been rough but I'm 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 back I'm feeling confident I'm strong I'm i I love the bike the bike seems to love me her name is Harley Quinn by the way (laughs) so yeah, she's a badass girl, Harley Quinn. And Jill, these are very different times, obviously. First of all, there's no fans in the stands. Do you miss them now? Did you notice them before? You always talked about getting in and out of your head. Where did the fans fit into that? Oh, definitely. Oh, it's a huge difference. There's nobody there. I mean, there's people there, but there's nobody there compared to what we normally have. You know, the people are not at the ropes. I don't have anybody to talk to in between rounds because... You know, while the guys are working on the motorcycle, that's what I do. I hang out at the ropes and sign autographs and meet and greet with the fans. And then you pull up to the staging lanes and and the grandstands are full and that's not the case now. You know, they're spread out so wide and there's few and far between and it, it it's weird. You know, it, it seems like it's just us, just the teams. And the excitement's a little different, you know, because you can hear the roar of the, of the fans when the person they want to win wins or you know, the moans when the person they wanted to win loses and it just adds to the excitement and NHRA, the way, you know, our fans are accepted in the pit is all part of it. And it almost feels like, you know, the races, the NASCAR and IndyCar and football games where fans aren't allowed anywhere near the drivers. It feels like that's what's going on for us right now. And it's, it's sad. I, I can't wait to get it back to normal. I want I want those fans in the pit with us. I want them in the grandstands. And thank God for the ones that are making it out there and following the rules and keeping their masks on because we want to keep this going. We want to race. Mm. So thanks to everybody who's doing it with us. Angel, it's been a while since we had you on the air, and things have changed over the last five or six months with with this country. There's been the Me Too movement over the last year, year and a half, COVID-19, meaning that's changed. You have a very young or a young daughter. What's what's this whole Me Too movement, COVID-19, this 2020 meant to you as a mother? I got a nine-year-old, and I just adopted my little cousin, and she just turned six last week. So I have a six and a nine-year-old. Oh. Yeah, we had her, we've been having it for three and a half years, and the adoption was final on um, June 9th. So we, we're a family of four now. But, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's rough, and I, I, I want to teach my daughters everything that I can about being a strong woman. Um, I want them to know that they can accomplish anything they set their mind to. That's why it, the first Wally that I won in 2016, the first one I won as a mom, that one sits in Ava's playroom, and it, it's under a sign that says, dreams only work if you do. And that's her Wally. And just now, I got off the phone with Maya, my other daughter, and I told her that this one is hers. And so she wants to put it in her room, and we'll put something next to hers, too, that says, you know, basically the same thing, because I want to teach them to be strong and to be, you know, fierce and independent, no matter what anybody tells you, because... The world is going to try to drag you down no matter what. And I think we're seeing that this year, you know, not just for women or um, all the movements that are happening. No matter what you want to do with yourself, somebody's going to try to stop you. Mm -hmm. And it's my goal in life to teach my two girls 
that no matter what obstacles they meet, you have to overcome them. So that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm back out here. Okay. Thanks for making me cry. That is <laughs> badass. And I just, I have nothing left to say. We have to end it on that note because that is so powerful and so amazing. And I can't wait to go hug my daughter because of what you just taught me to teach her. Thank you, Angel, for so much. You're welcome. And, you're, and guys, thank you for sharing your life the way you do. I follow you on social media and the three of you, you, you guys are beautiful and you remind me so much of Seth, myself and Ava. But like I said, now we have four, Yay. but it's great. It's great to see her grow up. So She's such a beautiful little girl. You guys are doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. My goodness. Go celebrate this win, girlfriend. (laughs) Well, thank you all for having me. I'm going to join my team again. We got a table of God. There's got to be 20 people sitting there. (laughs) So we're going to go have some fun. I don't drink ever, but I got a glass of wine on the table. I'm going to sit and relax and enjoy this day. (laughs) Yes. Wear that damn mask when you need to. (laughs) Yeah, I got got it with me. And the Wally's sitting on the table with us. And we're going to have a good time tonight. So thank you guys for having me. You bet. And Jill, thank you. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Loud party. Statman, Angel Sampay is 50 years old. That's the best looking 50-year-old ever in the history of man. (laughs) <laughs> she was she did a podcast of some sort that I stumbled onto uh last week I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday whenever it was and it was just, just amazing just sitting there looking at her that's a that's an incredible athlete yeah she really is it, the stuff she does I know it's it's part of her passion and it's also just playing a part of her work ethic the stuff she does in the gym daily yep. it's insane yeah, she's amazing. It's paying off for her. Just, But it, it, if you follow drag racing for the last 20 years like we have, Freak Nation, hearing any kind of a Heinz and a Sam Pei together, <laughs> it just, it just very strange. We got very Sam Pei and Selzy in the same show, partner. What more do you want? <laughs> there you go. Freak Nation, coming up, second hour of the Freaks. We're going flat tracking. And we're going laughing with a hell of a comedian, producer, actress. Uh, big second hour of the Freaks coming up. Speed Freaks Fits on the Lucas Oil Studios. To show how much you mean to me. And I guess it's just the woman in you that brings out the man in Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, coming up this hour, Sturgis is on, which means Flat Track is on. If you're not familiar with either, stick around. We'll we'll share with you what they both are. Also, Desiree Birch, hell of a comedian, actress, producer. She's uh, She's got a Netflix show, one of the most popular Netflix shows on the planet right now. That we'll uh, we'll have her join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. 
here in the Freak Nation. Did you miss any of that first hour, freaks? Robin Miller from Racer, Racer.com, IndyCar Insider, he was here. And Angel Sampay got her first win in four years on her pro-stock motorcycle, multiple-time pro-stock bike champion. Uh, she got her first win since 2016, and it happened this weekend at Indianapolis. We're talking about uh, the road course with Daytona coming up this weekend, but Crash, you brought up qualifying for the Indy 500. This whole idea of running the 500 is still so very strange because we've talked about this stat and Crash in the past where we don't really, with the last, what, two months, no fans in the stands, haven't noticed it. It really hasn't been a big deal for us, but it's part of the Indy 500 is that 300,000 people in the stands, in the infield. It's just part of the makeup of the race. That's going to be very strange for me. The party. Yeah, the party is gone. The race is still going, but the party is definitely gone. So, yeah, that it will be strange, but at the same time, unlike... World Wars one and two, when they shut the entire place down, the entire track down for both of those world wars for several, a couple of years for World War one and then several years for World War two. Unlike those times, this sport, all of motorsports relies, and we talked about this a little bit with Robin Miller, relies so much on sponsorship dollars that right now completely shutting it down would be more detrimental to the mm-hmm. sport than it is to at least get a product on TV to pay off for your sponsors and make some sort of money in the meantime. It, it, you just have to. Stat, you hear drivers talk about this in previous Indy 500s where you're, they're qualifying and you have Fast Friday. And okay, they spend the time on the track. But once they come around, turn four, and hit that front stretch on that first lap of the 500, it's night and day because typically they see empty stands. But once it's filled with fans, it's like, holy smokes. It's a different feeling coming around turn four and seeing fans in the stands versus when there were no fans in the stands. Exactly. Go, not not only coming around four, but diving into one at the start of the race. And they've done that all month or however long they've practiced with no fans there. And then suddenly they go in and there's fans and there's colors and there's people screaming and waving and cars everywhere and hot dog wrappers and it's it's just bananas you know and it's not and especially the the young drivers always talk about that but the one thing that's more important than even that when you talk about sponsorship sponsors depend on fans to get leads to sell products and if there's no uh, fans there to activate the sales of their products then they they lose interest real quick. And as much as we want to believe it, uh, sponsors are only there to sell product. They're not interested in winning races as much as they are to sell what they make. Crasher, you've been going to the Indy 500 every freaking year of your life. How strange? Except for, I think, three or four years. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Otherwise, yes. How, how, before we go to uh, resume some other affiliates, how strange will it be for you not seeing fans in the stands? Or will you, do you think you'll even notice given the fact that there is racing on the track? Well, just because that race in particular is so much a part of the fabric of my life, yes, I'm going to absolutely notice no fans in the stands. I think after we get a few laps going, and, and what's going to be maybe even more weird is the grid. 
and not seeing the fans screaming and yelling down at the drivers on the grid and, and just some of the, the pre, I just got chills actually, the pre-race ceremonies of singing back home again in Indiana and the release of the balloons. But are they going to release balloons if there's no fans to enjoy those colors? That'll be weird. But after a few laps get underway, then it'll be just like it typically is. Freak Nation coming up. We're going flat tracking and Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. And we're going to be laughing at the bottom of the hour. Stick around. Going to resume with some affiliates. Get back to Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. 20 years of Speed Freaks. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up, we're going flat tracking, and we're going to be laughing at the bottom of the hour. Just stick around for that. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tires. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Keep your families and friends safe when they roll with you on your general tires. That's right. Got a big fat truck, an SUV, something hauling people around. Roll with general tires, the official tire of the Freak Nation. Crasher? Well, NASCAR raced in both Michigan and Wisconsin this weekend, so let's start with Elkhart Lake, where the Xfinity Series had a pretty tough day. They started on slicks. They restarted on wet tires after a 90-minute lightning and rain delay. Then they finished the race back on slicks. Through it all, Austin Sindrick was the class of the field, and he held off A.J. Allmendinger by only 1.3 seconds at the stripe. Michigan International Speedway featured the Truck Series on Friday, and that gave you guys a doubleheader, excuse me, a double overtime finish. Zane Smith pulling the last lap pass on his buddy Christian Eckes to take his first ever truck win. Then the Cup Series ran a doubleheader, there's where I was going with that, that was pretty much dominated by Kevin Harvick and the number four in all of Stuart Haas Racing. Oh, also the ARCA series raced on the two-mile oval, where finally, for the first time in any NASCAR-sanctioned event since 2017, Riley Herps claimed the checkered flag. The NHRA was back at Indy for their Indy 3 event of their NHRA is Back Tour. There were some emotional winners there, too. In top fuel, well, it's pretty much old hack for Steve Torrance. He claimed the Wally. But in funny car, can you believe Ron Caps has never won at Indy? He finally did. It might not be the big go. But Indy is Indy is Indy. You dig? Jonathan Gray won in Pro Mod. Then Jen Co- Jeg Coughlin beat Troy Coughlin in the finals in Pro Stock. And then Angel Sampei, you just heard from her in the last hour. She drove her Harley Quinn to victory lane with a near-perfect reaction time after battling clutch issues at the starting line. If you missed Angel Sampei, speedfreaks.tv tomorrow. F1 raced their 70th anniversary at Silverstone. Max Verstappen with the pretty comfortable win. And up next on the racing schedule, stock cars and sports cars to Daytona's road course. And yes, this week, finally, practice gets underway for the 104th Indy 500. If you missed our interview with Robin Miller, got to check it out again on the website, speedfreaks.tv. Extreme flat track racing is happening. We'll explain. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pit down the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined. Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage, just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? 
Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products. It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Can't say it enough, man. Go to lucasoil.com. Having some performance issues with that V8, that diesel truck. Lucas Oil has a product to keep your ride on the road, give you more horsepower. Make sure when you walk out tomorrow morning, that bad boy is going to start, run, fine, stay on the road, looking fat and happy for your girlfriend, your wife, your husband. Inside your engine, outside your engine. Inside your car, outside your car. They got a variety of products to keep your ride on the road. Freak Nation, Sturgis is kicking off this week. And if you're not familiar with Sturgis, it's the largest motorcycle extravaganza 
on the planet. Not so big this year, given COVID-19. <laughs> you are joking. Well, I said not so big this year. There's still a hell, hell of a lot of people there. There's still a quarter of a million people there. Yeah. So, oh, oh what are you saying? It's down from 500? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's it, regardless. It's going on. And if you do the history of Sturgis, you realize it was founded on the OGs and flat track. And flat it, track what, racing. Flat track racing. Sorry, you know, motorcycles on dirt, and not supercross. But these these guys are these guys are some of the baddest cats on the planet. Uh, but what's happened here is extreme flat track has taken this over, and they've got seven races in nine days. <laughs> uh, one of the riders, Jesse Janis, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And did you? When did you get word you were actually going to have racing in Sturgis? Because at one time you guys thought, you know what? There's not going to be a Sturgis and there's not going to be any flat tracking. Oh man. I, tell you, I mean, we thought we were going to be racing, uh, you know, when the, when the season started. Um, and then obviously, you know, come March, all of a sudden COVID hits and everything's just canceled. Um, I found out about Sturgis, man, about a month ago, maybe six wow. weeks ago. And I started kind of making plans and, uh, seven races in nine days. It's, it's nuts. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, I haven't hand counted every individual person that's here, but there's a lot, you know, it, whether it's a quarter of a million or half a million, there's definitely, uh, everything's pretty busy. It's, it's pretty full. Um, and from my aspect, that's, that's a good thing. Well, all controversy aside, mask and social distancing, I'm going to leave it out there with, leave it out of this question, but you've got extreme flat track, which is promoting, which is the series for Sturgis and other more central United States, Oklahoma and Texas and other areas. Uh, what's the difference between extreme flat track and American flat track, which again, you've uh, pretty much cut your teeth on with AFT. Um, as far as the differences, uh, you know, extremes kind of uh, a newer series. Um, last year it was, uh, it's basically rebranded from last year. So, it's a little bit more grassroots series, which, uh, in my opinion, is a great thing. They can, uh, they got a little bit more leniency when it comes to kind of this kind of stuff. Um, and, and he can, uh, the promoter is just a great guy. Vladimir works really good with the racers and, and is, uh, just, he's very adjustable. He's pretty much flat the seat of his pants. He can get stuff done, make changes. Um, and he, and he does a great job with it. So, uh, the fact that we're able to come up here, we're, uh, we've been at Jack Pine Gypsies two days, which is, it's literally just across the freeway from downtown Sturgis. Um, we're back there tomorrow and then we're actually going to be at the Buffalo chip for two days before we head to Rapid City. So, um, you know, they're doing a great job with extreme and it's been, uh, it's been fun. I, uh, I'm actually ba Texas based. So I did one of their earlier rounds this year in Oklahoma and, uh, I'm hoping to battle for the championship while I'm up here in Sturgis. Well, Jesse, explain the difference between the short track that you guys did, like you said, I believe it was Friday and Saturday night, and then again tomorrow night, versus what people are going to witness at the Buffalo Chip Super TT. I mean, we're talking about jumps and right turns and a horsepower hill. This is completely different from your oval flat track racing, but it is going to be badass. I mean, honestly, this is different than pretty much any TT we've really done before, so this is going to be all new for all of us. We're... uh we're pretty excited about it. It's going to be, you know, learning on the fly. Um, for everybody that's at the chip or in Sturgis, we're basically kitty corner from the chip. Um, it's still their, their campgrounds, but uh, we're going to be basically on like the truck track that's up on the hill. Um, it's going to be big and it's going to be fast. And, you know, we're going to be hitting jumps and uh, 
and the, the extreme crew's been putting in a lot of work uh, previous to the rally, and they're putting in a lot of work today. They were there all day long working on the track, trying to have something really good for us. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's uh, you know the Jack Pine Gypsy short track is it's probably like a sixth of a mile, maybe an eighth of a mile. It's a pretty tiny bullring, and uh, this TT is going to be something different. We're going to be hitting some pretty fast speeds, and obviously catching air, and going to have the front brake on, and and we'll see how it all turns out. Hopefully, it'll be a really good thing. How much practice are you going to get? Um, probably two sessions. I bet he usually keeps okay. practicing for about an hour. But our sport's kind of weird. Um, you know, a lot of places we go to, we only get four or five laps of practice. That's kind of a normal standard. Uh, with the extreme oh. series, we get normally two sessions, possibly three sessions. So we get a little bit more with the extreme series. But our sport is kind of awkward to the point where we're we're like adapted to just having very little track time and being prepared for that. It's kind of a niche thing about our sport. Jesse Janice, extreme flat track at Sturgis. Now, I got to ask you this. I don't that If you want to talk about the mask and distancing and so forth, but do you have any health concerns? He wears about, a helmet, stat man. <laughs> do you have do any, have any Do you have any health concerns about being around a quarter million people uh, for a week? I mean, me personally, no, I do not have any health concerns, but I am also a type of person that I just do whatever is asked of me. So, um, you know, for instance, I was at Walmart today and, and yes, I had a mask on because that's what's asked of me. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of has their own opinion of this and by no means do I want to be one of those people that, uh, you know, gets anybody sick or anything like that. But, um, you know, my personal opinion of it is, uh, mine and, yeah, I just kind of do whatever's asked of me. So if something's asked of me, that's what I do. So that's yeah, kind of my standpoint. Now. That's cool. Is this your first time at Sturgis? A lot of a lot of motorcycle guys that race don't ride on the street. Is this your first time at Sturgis? I've actually been at Sturgis. So it's kind of weird. I'm uh, 32 years old and I've been racing my entire life. Uh, I missed out on Sturgis for a really long time. My first time here was in 2017. I came injured, so I didn't get to do a whole lot of racing. I basically just raced our pro rounds. Um, and then I've been here every year since. And I'll tell you that I've, I've been fortunate to go to a lot of rallies in the country. And Sturgis is by far my favorite rally. Um, just the aspect of if, if you're there to be kind of one of those guys that wants to party, you can do that in downtown. <laughs> if you're there and you want to get, you know, accessories for your bike, there's literally unlimited places. Now, if you just want to be one of those guys, people that goes on vacation and wants to go biking with your buddies or your friends, this is by far one of the best areas to do it. The scenery is just unbelievable. I'm hanging out right now at Light Shoes House out in the country. Uh, Gary Kinsler, he's one of the, the, the big sponsors of Dirt Track. He builds the steel shoes for us. Um, I mean, just everything's like amazing about being out here. We're out in the woods got a campfire going. Um, just the roads out here are amazing. In my opinion, this is one of the best rallies to be at. That sounds world-class cool. I used to ride quite a bit, <laughs> especially in August. And uh, my buddy and I that we would ride with, he we'd see guys going or coming, 30 or 40 soft-tail Harleys <laughs> and road kings just driving down the road. And he had to smile. I mean, it's quite a... Uh, it's quite a community of people that get together to do this. Absolutely. I, I love being out here. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be safe and you gotta watch out for all the bikers. And 
And, uh, and you know, the bikers obviously got to watch out for the cars and everything else, but, uh, it, it's a great community out here and I, I really enjoy coming out and, and being able to, uh, do these extreme races is a lot of fun and man, it's just, they're just, it's, uh, I get hyped up to come here every year now, ever since I've been here in 17, this is one of my favorite weeks out of the year. And I'm, I'm super happy that we're able to do it this year. And I know there's some controversy going on with everything, but, uh, I mean, we're here and, and everybody's having a good time and that's, that's good to see. Stay safe, partner. Stay safe. Oh, yeah. Jesse, you've got a lot of folks out there that have never seen flat track. All of us have. We've seen it up close and personal. And you've had your share of races on different tracks. You've got, you said it's about an eighth mile that you're going to be running on. Explain to the Freak Nation, whether it's the Springfield mile or the Indy mile or this eighth mile, other than maybe you know, gear adjustments. What other kind of adjustments do you have on your bike versus the larger tracks that you run on? I mean, on the larger tracks, we run a little bit of a different t- compound for our tires. And, uh, as far as like the PSI in our tires, we run a little bit different pressures and stuff. Um, you know, riding style is mostly the biggest difference. As far as bike setup, it's pretty similar. Um, just when you're riding on a small track, things are a lot more aggressive. You know, the, the racing is way closer. Um, I'm actually, there's a local kid out here, Dawson Schieffer. He's from Sturgis. Me and him have been pretty much battling nonstop this week. Um, we traded wins last night and the, the first night I ended up getting him in both main events, but, uh, me and him have been basically, you know, battling the entire time. And, and that's not something you necessarily see on the bigger tracks. These smaller tracks are a little bit more high pack, a little bit more action, a little bit more aggressive. Um, so yeah, our gear is a little bit different. You know, when we get on the bigger tracks, we definitely need some more safety protection. So we've got different helmets that we wear on the bigger tracks, a little bit more aerodynamic. We wear, uh, you know, the one piece or two piece leather suits on the big tracks, a little bit more padding. Um, you know, when we're on these eighth miles or even like when we race the Buffalo chip, we're in more like cloth motocross gear. Um, so just the safety stuff is a little bit different. Uh, the cloth, the cloth motocross gear is obviously a lot more. A lot more enjoyable to wear. It's lightweight, breathable. It's more flexible, but the safety isn't quite there as much as the leathers. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's just pretty much gearing and uh, gearing our apparel stuff like that. It's not kind of hard to explain. It's, it's not too much different. The riding style is the biggest change, really. And and last question for me is, you've got uh, of course the Hayden family. Nikki Hayden was a friend of the Freak Nation. You got his brothers. What they would do is they they do a lot of crossover. They again they cut their teeth on dirt tracks and flat track, but they really earned their money, uh, road racing and super bikes. Is that something that you ever, you got into, or you wanted to get into back in the day? Yeah, I was actually a pro road racer in, uh, 2005. Um, so I did that for a little bit. Road racing is unfortunately a little bit expensive compared to dirt track. So it's a little bit tougher <laughs> to stay in that sport. Um, but actually to this currently in 2020, I'm a pro off road racer in Texas. So, as strange as it is, that's actually my primary racing kind of this year has been pro off road in Texas. Um, but I do cross train with motocross and then dirt tracks, just kind of the one sport that I was kind of what my best at. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I came up here to just compete and have some fun and do some good racing. And, uh, you know, once the rally's over, we'll be heading to the next race, but, uh, yeah, I'll be heading back to Texas eventually and doing some more off-road. I, I just am a, a massive fan of motorcycling, and I, I try to follow as much of it as I can just because it's, it's like an addiction. It's just it's a cool – just all the sports are so cool, and, man, I don't know. I just love motorcycles. 
No, it's awesome. You brought up money. And before we let you go, you've got, if I'm reading this correctly, you've got three wins so far to your credit for this Ronnie Stratton Memorial Sturgis Rally Championship. What do you have to do to get that $2,500 championship bonus by the end of the week? Well, I definitely got to keep Dawson Schieffer behind me. The local hero has been, uh, he's been right on me. Um, I, I was really lucky to get the win last night in the open pro, which is the, the bonus, the bonus class. Um, but he had my number for the other class. I, I pulled the whole shot and, you know, I thought I was going to be able to keep him behind me, but he got by me and he didn't just pass me. He, he pulled away. So, um, I'm hoping that I have an advantage on the TT. I've always been known as to be a little bit more of a TT rider, but you know, he also lives here and he's ridden there a little bit. So, uh, we'll see how much of an advantage that is to him. And I know he's going to go good at the half mile. So it'll be a battle, um, which is good. Dawson's a really good kid. His family's awesome and, and they're local. So, um, right now it's down to the two of us, but that doesn't mean that someone else can't come in. I know, uh, you know, Rob Pearson's going to be here. He's a great rider. There's uh Dallas Daniels is possibly coming. He's one of the best na- nation riders right now. Um, you know, and those guys get in there. If, if I can get a win and get those guys in between me and Dawson or, or vice versa, Dawson gets the win and get those, those two guys in between us. That's really going to shake up the point. So, um, right now we're just hoping for the best. So we'll see. Extreme flat track freak nation. Check it out. Extreme flat That's X T R E E M flat track.com. And also on Twitter at extreme flat track. And we'll tweet out some links as well, because yeah, we need to see at least some, some links, some photos, some whatever we can of you guys racing all week. The 80th annual Sturgis Rally, and they're part of it, Freak Nation. Jesse, thanks for doing this last minute, dude. Oh, man, I appreciate it, you guys. I hope everybody can tune in. And, uh, man, the racing's awesome. Everybody's out here is uh, is having a good time. Got a boy. Have a good night, Jesse. You too, guys. Man, sitting here in Phoenix and listening to him talk about how he's out there <laughs> just kind of in, in a nice wooded area with a campfire, and I'm like, Oh, I'm sweating underneath my knees right now because it's 110 degrees out. How the hell does his cell phone work better than mine? I'm in the, I'm in the freaking city, stat man. Damn it, if he's in the woods, how does that happen, man? <laughs> right? And, uh, I've been in rallies where the, my cell phone would only work in a two-square-foot area in the middle of a parking lot. And you step outside of that square, and you got nothing. You go inside that square, you got four bars. You know, explain it. I, who knows? Sounded like he was on a hard line next door. Holy yeah, right, exactly, smoke. in a studio. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Extremeflattrack.com. Your stat man, Scott, coming up, and we're going to make you laugh in about 15 minutes. Desiree Birch, dominate. Okay, I just love that. If you go to her Wiki page, dominatrix. She's a, <laughs> she's an actress. She's a comedian, and she's part of uh, Too Hot to Handle, one of the biggest, most popular Netflix shows. Rat now. She'll be joining us in about fifteen minutes. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Many memories in 20 years of freakdom. One is meeting Gary Selzy outside his motorhome. He was grilling for all comers, and that included the freaks. So Selzy fed me, and that's not forgotten easily. But there's another reason not to forget the four-time NHRA champion. We had a chance to watch his newborn son, Giovanni, grow up and become a more than competent driver. He's now moved to stock cars with Bill McAnally Racing. The 18-year-old this week finished a career-best third in the Arca West race outside Seattle Friday night. Takes me back to a night at 
Irwindale when Giovanni was racing a Ford Midget Sprinter, I think. He won the race, and I was calling Gary to let him know. But he was trying to rush me off the phone because he wanted to know how Giovanni did. Once he figured out the reason for my call, Gary became a proud dad. It was almost, almost speechless. Still a salesy in a stock car doesn't make sense. It should be a funny car. But a Giovanni in a cup car would be great to hear. Here's hoping. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Make a suggestion. Looking for some new tires in the market for some new rubbers. For that big old fat truck of yours sitting out there in the hot sun of the southwest. Uh, roll on some general tires. Don't believe me? Go check them out, man. Hell of a tire. Keep your family safe and sound. Official tire of the Freak Nation. It's General Tire. GeneralTire.com. So it came out earlier this week that uh, John Force no longer going to run for the 2020 season. The NHRA, John Force, the entire John Force Racing team, they're out. Hopefully bigger and badder for 2021. It actually came out week before last, right? We yes. just We had a best of. Right. Right, right, right. But we haven't had a chance to talk about it as uh, three people sitting down in 14 different locations and having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's tough to say we miss John Force because it's – it's just there's nothing normal about this NHRA season. I haven't seen one race on FS1. Are, is it on FS1? Is it on Fox? Stat, have you seen one NHRA race? I'm sure it is. Yeah, I watched uh, most of it today. Uh, I think it was on FS1. Who knows? I just bounced around till I saw NHRA live and turned to it, you know. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty sure it was on uh, Fox Sports 1. Uh, but and John Force, I don't know. That Chevrolet story still sticks in my mind. I, You know, Chevrolet has had some bad quarters, and uh, they they somebody pulled out of John Force. I don't know if it was Peak or Chevrolet or both. Uh, and now a major story in IndyCar shows up with Honda and no Chevrolet mention. Uh, I I just think that uh, Chevrolet has got some, uh, you know, wants to pull out of more racing, and the uh, Chevrolet guys in in uh, NASCAR aren't doing that well either. So I, I yeah, I was th- just gonna say, add that to the whole yeah. drama of Chevy performance. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. You know, they've they've been in racing for so long, even when they were backdoor, uh, and you know they they said they weren't in racing and they were given stuff. Then once they ordered uh, Jim Hall out of a, uh, a Camaro in Trans Am and put Vic Elfred into the Camaro, but we're not in racing at all. So um, yeah, I, I I think they're looking for a way to get out of it again. Do you think that? Chevy is looking for a way to get out of all racing because I would find it very shocking if they somehow ended up pulling out of NASCAR. 
I I don't know. I don't know how much they're out of NASCAR now. Uh, the NAS, the like I said, the Chevrolet teams in NASCAR aren't doing that great. Uh, GM is heavy into uh, the through the Cadillac brand is heavy into IMSA, but um, I, I don't know. They, they 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 they're not selling enough cars, and they're in business to sell cars. They're not in business to see John Force go fast. Uh, if John Force didn't sell cars or they didn't get a chance to get leads out of uh, the, uh, the the NHRA pits when they were there on the weekends, uh, they might not be so anxious. I know Andy Pilgrim told me once when he was racing Cadillacs in the World Challenge that their lead, the, the number one place they got leads to sell Cadillacs was at long beach in the right. world challenge race at long beach so and that's the only reason why they were in the series so when that went away they left so speed freaks motorsports radio redefined it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hey. You want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market. So this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface. You wipe it off and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors. And Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. 
Lucas high-performance motor oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas high-performance motor oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Something takes I don't care if you got problems with your engine, a little faded interior, your tires need some shine. They got the product to spiff up your ride. Go to lucasoil.com. It's lucasoil.com. Coming up in moments, Desiree Birch, comedian, actress, narrator for one of the hottest shows on Netflix right now. Listen to the show. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv, and you can catch them all tomorrow. Speedfreaks.tv. Good to get Desiree Birch here in the Freak Nation. Comedian, actress, producer, uh, dominatrix, and of course, the. <laughs> I just love saying that, Desiree. I just love saying that, man. And the dulcet tones, of course, the uh, uh, narrator of. It's it's a guilty pleasure, Freak Nation, on Netflix. It's too hot to handle. And Desiree, the minute you you turn on too hot to handle, you kind of look around the room and going, is anybody watching me watch this show? <laughs> How in the hell did you get hooked up with that? Oh, my God. I mean, it was just a sort of happenstance. You know, one thing builds into another. I had done uh, Flinch on Netflix a couple years ago. And so that's how I, you know, uh, the producers there came to know me as somebody. And I think, you know, having an American voice with uh, a lot of British comedy and sort of take on the reality dating show was a mashup that they had been looking for. So, yeah, I mean, it was so fun because I basically got to go into a sound studio and watch these episodes and sort of comment and then like, you know, have other producers and other people feeding in to what we were focusing on. And so I got to watch all of this stuff by myself, you know, months before anybody else saw it. And I just thought these people were so fun and adorable. And I, I don't like shows like this necessarily, but I really liked this one, I think, just because it was, like you said, about the experience of watching this and all of us being like, oh, look at all these hot people. Oh, wait, they don't actually know what to do when they can't be hot. This is kind of fun. <laughs> Freak Nation, if you haven't had a chance to see it, it's a breakout hit on Netflix, Too Hot to Handle. And again, your narrator, stand-up comedian, writer, actress, Desiree Birch, joining us here in the Freak Nation. So they, they cut the show, and then they bring the show in for you to cut the VO. Is that right? Yeah, basically, by the time that I... I'm there talking about it. That show's been shot. Those people have gone to, you know, uh, whatever place they've gone to live their lives, have their romantic affairs or not. And then, yeah, they're kind of like, but they're sort of cutting it as they're showing it to me and deciding what's going to be in and out. And, you know, all of these processes kind of happened uh, together. Have there been scenes on this where you just could not get through your VO because they were so outrageous? <laughs> well, I mean, there were times when they showed it to me before I had to do the VO and there were times when I was watching it as I was going. So um, there were definitely moments that took me by surprise or just, you know, or where um, like my thinking sort of matched up with exactly what the way they shot it and how they had it planned. So it was kind of 
um, amazing. Like, I mean, they were just things like, you know, uh, Kells, he's like, you know, a sort of like big built black dude who uh, was very much about, about the money from the beginning of the show because there is a money pot that they're all playing for, aside from being hot and, you know, doing all of these shenanigans or not, right? And so, like, he would just have a comment that I'd be like, oh, my God, yes, exactly. Like, it's nice when people who are involved in the show can narrate on it themselves. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, there were some there were some surprises, like some people who like got back together that I was not expecting to see that. I guess to not spoil it for those who haven't seen it yet, where I was just kind of like, what are you guys even doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you got to be 20 nothing at some point mm-hmm. in your life, you know. But is, is that is that giving it away? If I if I say something to the effect of you can't. You can't get no, bo- you can't get it. booty. I think that that happens way up top in the show. Right. Yeah. You can't you yeah, can't get booty. It. And that's the process is uh, if you start getting booty, you get money taken away. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is a good way to raise your kids. Just be like, you can do what you want, but you've got a pot of money you're starting with. It's called inheritance. And I'm just cutting it out every time you do some jacked up stuff in your life. But like, basically, it is one of these dating sexy, hot, hot people on island shows, except for the one thing that always happens on them is that they, you know, get together and hook up. And this, the one thing they can't do, I mean, they can't touch, they can't kiss, they can't do anything, but like relate as human beings, (laughs) 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 which no one would thought would make riveting television. And yet here we all are. Desiree Birch, comedian, actress, producer. Why are all those damn people so beautiful? I mean, I, you know, like, some people just kind of get sprung. They get they get mm-hmm. sprung in their lives really quick. Like a lot of I talked to a couple of them who had said repeatedly like they were awkward, weird kids. It's always the ugly babies that grow up to be models. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like cute babies kind of stay cute and you just sort of plateau at cute. But it's the ones who look like weird bugs and insects who always grow up to be ridiculous hot. And so I think by the time they're like, oh, wait a second, I'm hot. It's like a smash and grab. Just like, what can I get? What can I get for this? What can I get for that? And, you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I think we look down on that, but that's a time limited offer. So like, if you're hot, use it now because hot doesn't last forever. Desiree, did I see you do a TED talk several years ago? I did. I did back in the day. This was in um, the Bay Area, which is like kind of interesting. Obviously there's this confluence of creative people and uh, sort of business tech people and business people are always like, how do we be more creative and like people? And then they get like clowns like me to come in and tell them stuff <laughs> that sounds like expertise. But yeah, I did give a talk and it was, you know, to a large group of women. And it was really about, I guess, generally the creative and generative power behind uh, women's anger, which I think we learn a lot of times to like stuff down, but is actually quite transformative. I mean, fire can destroy things, but it can also create things. And so, uh, yeah, it kind of focused on um, taking that to make change in the world, which, you know, behind all of the gags and jokes and all the other stuff that I love doing, I kind of believe that there is the power to hopefully make small differences in human beings that make larger ones in the future. I mean, one can hope. True. Desiree Birch, actress, comedian, joining us here in the Freak Nation in you set aside your wiki page. You, you look at your resume, uh, Comedy Central and and BBC. You could go on and on. Uh, you don't seem to be a woman that is that old to have this this number of things going on or that have gone on in your life. Yale University, 
was uh, was a home for you for a little bit. You yeah. grew grew up in Southern California, and it's on and on and on. Was this something that was instilled from from your parents, or you just grew a set of cojones uh, early on and said, "I <laughs> yes. got this thing." Golden platinum ones. I keep very deep inside for safekeeping. Um, I think you know a lot of us who are who are uh, quite prodigious or creative people are the kind of people who have that like inner need to build, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, whether that's sort of like an instilled value or that's kind of like, oh, but I need to do the next thing and the next thing, like that ambition thing is hungry and it's good to try to feed it things that actually help the world and not just your own ego. Um, although that's always nice and appreciated. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that that was, that just sort of came out of the need to individuate myself. You know, I mean, you've got kids. I was a middle kid. So I just wanted anyone to look at me for longer than three seconds and then remember what I had to say or do while I was there. So, you know, I think a lot of times these things start out as like just human uh, emotional needs that we then parlay into, uh, well, I could actually make something useful out of this. Desiree Birch joining us here in the Freak Nation. Follow on Twitter at, how do you say this, at Des the Ray? Yeah, Des the Ray. Bam. Are you, <laughs> That's what my friend's mom used to call me when I'd come over to her house when I was a kid. Are you more active on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, I mean, you know, these days I'm more active on Netflix just watching it. Um, <laughs> I would say that I'm probably on uh, – sorry, I'm on Twitter a little bit more than Instagram. But, you know, hopefully I'll post some of those pictures and start to get more involved there. Okay, so there's a question there. What is better for a comedian? Instagram or Twitter? I mean, honestly, any of them are good if you use them regularly, which tends to be my biggest problem. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, Instagram is good if you've got videos and if you're great at making those attractive and eye catching and stuff like that. I think Twitter is great for comedians who have jokes. Do you know what I mean? Who are just like, I'm just putting this little bit of, you know, fortune cookie information out here um, and who can do that with consistency. But I think if you can maybe produce things a little bit more, Instagram's better. And it's also nicer. You know, people tend to be like, yay, pictures and not like, go kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know partially why I think what Twitter's for. I'm not sure. Freak Nation at Des the Ray, Desiree. Birch, comedian, TV star from, of course, Netflix is too hot to handle. How in the hell does a, a, a young woman from Southern California, uh, Diamond Bar area, San Bernardino, Inland Empire area, end up in London? A, a, a black yeah. woman end up in London that was raised in the Inland Empire. I don't know. Just keep running away from home, guys. I highly recommend it. At some point, you're working your way back around the globe. Unless you think the earth is flat, in which case you'll fall off. And that's fun. Um, uh, but I basically, yeah, I just kept moving. Like I, uh, you know, obviously I went to Yale, which is on the East Coast. I lived in New York uh, for quite some time and kind of came up as an artist and comedian performer there. And then moved to London in 2014 because, you know, like you do. I met a dude and I was like, I'm going to go yeah. run away somewhere else. And it was just perfect timing. I'd met him and I'd been wanting to leave New York. And I thought I might go back to L.A., but suddenly this opportunity to go to London had come up. And, you know, obviously the fringe, the Edinburgh fringe is like a big sort of driver of of performance here in the UK. And I'd done that a couple of times before moving. So I thought, you know, there's an audience there and I can go try it. And it definitely worked really well for me. What soccer team have you bandwagon in? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, 
I like this. Uh, I I know I'm supposed to have one. Um, I really don't. I like football um, fans scare the crap out of me because they're way more drunk. Like you know, British football fans yes. uh, scare the crap out of me because American football fans, you know, they're passionate, but they're not as like just obliterated, wasted, and angry on a regular basis <laughs> British football fans. So, like, I guess I could jump on a, you know, oh, I'm Man United or Liverpool or whatever. Um, actually, it's funny because all the people that I've dated here have been into F1, so I know more about, you know, like, drivers and racers than I do about footballers. Desiree Birch, comedian, actress, too hot to handle. Big Netflix hit that maybe you better, if you're going to watch it, you better watch it alone. It's pretty wild. You talked about being a Formula One fan. One of the best drivers in Formula One history is Lewis Hamilton, who's made world headlines by challenging other drivers in F1 to join him in ending racism and supporting Black Lives Matter. Do you see that conversation happening in London surrounding Lewis Hamilton and his views on Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I think with a lot of the recent events and protests surrounding Black Lives Matter were global, you know, everywhere, uh, including in London. And so, you know, he has been really vocal. And obviously, I think the media have been really, you know, sort of every week that there's a race talking to him about why this is important and why this is still happening and what he's experienced. And um, it's, it's, there there has been more of a conversation it's interesting because it's a lot of people going like so do you experience racism and you're like what um but i think part of it has to do with obviously as americans it is so much a part of our country's identity because we built our class system on race and we fuse those things together very tightly. And here, class system has been, you know, the the sort of reigning thing in that, you know, there are a lot of, of you know, poor, a lot of poor white people here, not in the same way that we talk about it in America. But I think that that leads a lot of people to kind of go like, well, we thought everything was fine because we don't, we're not mean and we don't necessarily say bad things. And so I think there's been a lot more nuance in the conversation of what systemic racism is, what institutional racism is, what these things look like, how, you know, you don't have to say certain words in order to be upholding a system of oppression uh, or benefiting from it or participating in it. Um, And yeah, I mean, there has been backlash. I think uh, there are a lot of fans who are trying to sort of politicize it and be like, oh, they didn't take the knee. And I think that's awesome because we shouldn't be focusing on this and blah, blah, blah. But like the fact of the matter is, you know, F1 has been predominantly a white sport and the like sort of F1, as you go down, there are a lot more people of color in it, but really it is about exclusivity, money, access to all the things that allow you to be in those spaces. And so it's important for him to like be there and say, hey, we're paying attention to this and we're going to remember that it still exists. And, and, you know, not everybody is going to participate that in that in the same way. I mean, some people don't kneel maybe because they disagree with it. Some people don't kneel because maybe they don't feel like it's their place to have a, or don't really, you know, like there are a lot of people who are from Finland or Russia or whoever, you know, other places <laughs> where this may not be the biggest topic of concern. And so I wonder if it's always somebody who's like violently against the idea as opposed to just sort of like, I don't really know what this means or what it means for me to participate in it. But you didn't think this conversation would hit so many 
crooks no, and nooks and crooks and crannies, did you? Talk about Black Lives Matter and racism in F1 today. Uh, that was really dope. Um, <laughs> it's it's great to be. I don't know. It's nice to be out an American outside of America. It's helped me to see who we are and where I come from a lot better and the rest of the world that I think sometimes we don't get a chance to see when we're at home because obviously we got a big country and there's a lot going on in it, but it's cool to see how other folks in the world are affected by that and do things in the same ways and differently. Desiree, <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Take Bye. care. I don't know if Statman's here. I think Statman's on his Netflix app right now, catching him some uh, too hot to handle. You okay, Stat? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whether to change from Chicago PD or change over to Netflix right now. The Freak Nation, we will do it again next week. Desiree just greatness. Yeah. Calling in from London. Shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it loose. Zip. Motorsports Radio, redefined.